In just a moment, you will be entering the minds of Cam and Kyle. They will take you on an adventure like you have never experienced. Well, unless you have listened to this podcast before. So sit back, relax. You are now entering Greater Films. Hey everyone, welcome back to Greater Films, a teenager's movie podcast. A show where we break down films and find out what makes them great. I'm Cam. And I'm Kyle. And today we're talking about Krampus. Krampus! Alright, Krampus was directed by Michael Dougherty. Um, it came. It was released on December 4th, 2015, and it stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Kochner, Coach, yeah, and MJ Anthony. Um, it was released on a budget of $15 million, and Dang. made, yeah, this is definitely the lowest budget of movie we've covered so far, $15 million. So, like, that's like, that's like 10%. Of like the How to Train Dragon movies, mm-hmm. just yeah, and it made sixty one million five hundred forty eight thousand seven hundred seven hundred seven dollars worldwide at the box office, which isn't great. But they also quadrupled their budget, so that's not that's, that's pretty that's, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, Krampus is about a boy and his family when he gives up on the spirit of Christmas. He then accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home. Critically, it was mixed reception. Uh, 66% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes with 6.1 average rating. So those aren't great. A 49 on Metacritic, which kind of surprised... Well, actually, no. This movie was pretty... It was good. It wasn't great. We'll get into it. But I think that 49 makes sense. I think that's a pretty good score for this. But um, the audience score of Rotten Tomatoes was a 51%, which is 15 lower than the critic score, which surprised me. And um, it has a 6.2 on IMDb. Which we talked about this in um, earlier episodes, but so a six is like good on IMDb, and a seven is like great, and an eight is like the best movie, like the best kind of movies, like those. That's like the top movies, and the nine is like perfection. So, <laughs> so six point two is like good. It's good. So, um, Kyle, do you do you agree with those scores? I don't actually. Really. I didn't. I don't know. A six kind of seems low to me. Like, I would at least give it a seven. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know. It just, for as low budget as it is, it feels really good. There's a, a lot that I don't agree with, like how they did it. Just a bunch of continuity errors. But altogether, like, it's a pretty solid film. That's fair. I think that there, are, there are strong parts in this movie. There are strong sections strong aspects, but it really does go kind of crazy at sections at parts that I, I don't like that. But there okay. are parts where I'm just like, Oh, and we'll get into it. Yeah. I see that a spoiler filled podcast. We never said that out loud in any of the episodes, but that's the truth. Um, so we'll go, we'll go, yeah. you know, we'll get into it. But, um, but they haven't seen some of these movies. So like, that's their fault. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like people who listen to this podcast should have already seen the movie. That's why I want to... Well, that's the reason why I started our Instagram the other day. Our, we have an Instagram now. Yay! Uh, and you didn't even podcast. tell me that you started a 
You didn't tell me that you started a Facebook. Oh, I had to. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Um, off mic. Um, there was a reason I started that. It, you don't have to follow. Don't follow the Facebook. I'm barely gonna post there. But um, okay. we have an Instagram now. Follow us. It's Greater Films Podcast. Um, I'll give you. We're gonna post updates on what movies we're gonna do before, like the week before we release them, so you have a chance to watch them. Because we're gonna cover movies that maybe you haven't seen before. And if you want to keep up with us, then you can go ahead. You can watch it the same time that we are before we um, release it. So I think that that is a good idea to let our listeners keep up with us with um, the movies that we're covering. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Cameron, what were your initial thoughts coming out of this movie? We did not do this last week, but we're going we're gonna to do this okay. week. Well, okay. Like I said, I like the movie, but the ending was a little predictable. And... Okay. There's some reasons why. I'll get into that in a second. But about 20 minutes now, about 35, 40 minutes before the end. Now that's, I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe like 30 minutes before the end. Okay, so keep in mind, this movie, this movie is an hour and a half. So you're, you're saying like two-thirds in the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. About two-thirds into the movie, it got really interesting. And I kind of just typed down in my notes, and I'll read my exact wording. Let me guess. It ends by him saying, I'm sorry. And he wakes up, and it's all just a bad dream. And the exact thing he says to Krampus, the last time he sees Krampus, the little boy, he says, I'm sorry. Take me instead. And then he falls into hell. And, and then he they wakes throw up, him in a lava pit. They just throw the kids He wakes lava up pit. it's Christmas morning, and it was all a bad dream. That was so I stupid. called it word for word the ending. <laughs> okay. Two thirds into the movie, you thought exactly how the writers did in, for this movie, and I don't, I know, I don't know if I like it. But like, that's their professional job. I'm a high school student, and I thought this. Yeah, so that says something. That says something about the writers of this film more than it says about yeah. the writers. Um, what about you, Kyle? <laughs> the ending of this movie is. Um, is weird. They're all in a snow globe. Krampus is snow globe, which is cool and all, but um, this it just didn't really make any sense a- at all. The ending of this movie I feels agree. very rushed. It feels very rushed. Like they just start picking off the adult characters, and the, uh, the adult characters are all just like, "Oh, I guess I'll die now." <laughs> I'm not, I love that. Just like, like, oh, okay, bye, and then they just get sunk. Like they get pulled into the ground, and they don't even try. Like they're just, they give up. They just give up. It's like, what is going on? These are your kids. You're leaving them by themselves. They don't know how to drive. What are you doing? You're trying to let them through into a snowplow, but like, come on. The front windshield is already like punched through. Ah, anyway, um, and then at the end, the two kids that are left, the, um, the cousin and the main character boy, he, um, they both get thrown into lava, into a fire pit by Krampus and his, uh, is like goon. What was that? I think that? it's supposed to be hell. Okay. I think it's supposed to be hell. That's fine. That's fine. But it that was a fire pit. I don't get it though because Krampus his whole thing was either. the cold. Any room he attacked became like covered in ice, and then the very end, it's covered in fire. Like make up your mind. Uh, okay, so I don't I don't want to criticize this movie too much because I know it's a, it's a fiction and it's not really supposed to be realistic, and I understand that. <laughs> Like, this entire movie is built off of a premise that is 
like that is based in lore, based in like myth. So it's fine. I do want to criticize stuff. That no, I will. I think that as a, I'm gonna criticize it as a film versus how the I don't know the creative decisions that they make. I don't always agree with, but that's not that big of a deal. They don't need it. Doesn't need to be. They don't, they're not. They don't need to make me happy. Like as long as they are making a good film, but I think that the end is very rushed. I think that throwing two kids straight up into a lava pit is not acceptable. No, like, like these are kids. They did a lot of unacceptable things, though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, we'll get into those. Um, I think that I don't know. This movie just takes weird turn after weird turn. There's some good suspense. I wrote this down. This movie, in a nutshell, is. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation meets... Oh my Jurassic gosh, Park. I did the same thing. Meets Jurassic Park. There's no. literally a scene where the girl's under the car, and there's like, and Krampus is walking around the car, and then the Jack in the Box eats her, or whatever. Okay, so the, there's I that. She dies. I don't they know do the dies. National Lampoon feel. They do the whole, um, when the cousin and all them come in, it feels like Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, yeah. but without yeah. the yeah. likability, because they're butts. And then... They steal no, off of gremlins no. in one scene. They steal off no, of no, trick no, or hang treat. On, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, I think Howard is actually kind of likable at parts. Not in the beginning. I'm meaning like when he yeah, first gets there. You're right. You're right. It yeah, feels like very... National Lampoon. They pull up in the shaky truck. They come in with the dog, like all disrespectful. But in National Lampoon, you like them because they're funny. This one, <laughs> they're just jerks. Like they call the kid Maxi Pad. Yeah, I did like though. This is completely new. I don't remember this from any other, like, I don't remember this from any movie. So they were showing the Christmas Carol, which they did steal this part, but I mean how they showed it. So the Christmas Carol, it ends the same way this movie does. He wakes up and it's all a dream. And you could have guessed the ending because in the very beginning, you see a TV. It zooms out from Christmas Carol. And that's the director, like, made a note saying that that's foreshadowing to the ending. That's why they put pick that movie over any other movie. Okay. Huh. I did like that, but it's unique. That's No, I think that a lot about this movie... Okay, not a lot. Some about this movie is unique. I think that they have an interesting take on a lot of stuff. I think that the camera work can be pretty interesting. Some of the shot selection is um is just good, and it's not something that you would like... It's not just the same thing you've seen before. Like, some of the shots are pretty cool. Like Yeah. For example, there's like a where she's putting up like the picture or something, and then she puts up the picture and it like over the camera. You know what I'm talking about at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That, that I wrote down. That was interesting camera work slash shot selection. Um, but yeah, one of the things I did write down as soon as the family came is that one. This is a, a cliche: crazy family visiting on uh, Christmas. It's Christmas vacation. It's so many Christmas. I love it's the red jokes. What? I said I love the redneck jokes. Yeah, but that it's all it's all stuff you've seen before in Christmas movies. Yeah, like, all of it. And then I also wrote down un- unredeemable family. These are characters that you don't care about because they're very one note. You do, you just don't. You don't really care about them. It doesn't really Which affect it, you when they die. When they when they that's die, not true. I say because, it's because apparently it was all a dream. I don't know. So. But I like it because it makes them very unlikable. So it shows the character arc. Because, like, Howard, you hated him, and you didn't... Honestly, I didn't like the parents at first. Because they were scolding him for defending his belief in Santa. And, like, it just... 
I, did I don't like know. The they just all seem very like unlikable, mom, except for the kid. The mom's relationship, the sister's sister relationship, mm-hmm. I like that. But I do. I don't think now. I don't. The kids were terrible. All of them. Like, oh my goodness. Like the girls went up, and I'm like, the only reason you care about the kids was not the the um the cousins. The only reason you care about the cousins is because the parents do. Yeah. And you kind of do like the parents, like Mike, whatever. Um, Howard, the actor that plays Howard, you don't like him in like anything he's in. You're not really supposed to. He doesn't really. That's not true. In Anchorman, he was great. Okay, but he's also like a jerk. He has yeah, a but everyone in Anchorman he has is. a chicken restaurant it's funny. where he sells fried bat. It's funny. <laughs> the chicken of the cave. He's like you don't like it. That's what I'm trying. Okay, and then in the office, he's very unlikable. You're like, okay, this guy's a jerk. Are you gonna say okay. who he is? Because you just keep avoiding that fact. Michael, wait, what's his name? David wait, like Kushner. His name? Yeah, David, David Kush. Yeah, Coach, Coach, Coachner. Yeah, okay. Anyway, him. But you do start to like him because he's in the movie a good amount, and you you care about his kids and his family because he cares so much. No, I was kind of happy when that one girl got eaten. Oh, yeah, me too. The the cousins suck, but you care about what's happening. Like, you care, okay, yeah, they're about to get eaten, and there's tension that comes from that, but that's only because the parents care, because the parents are at the, are not up there, and they don't know what's happening, and they're about to freak out once they find out. And that scene was insane when they go up to the attic. What the heck was that? I don't understand. Okay, there's a few things I don't understand. Like, I get the adrenaline rush, but this woman was being destroyed. Like, the ant was being destroyed by a stuffed bear that was possessed. And then she sees her daughter, who's just, like, wrapped up or unconscious or something, because her sister got eaten. And then the mom gets all savage, grabs an icicle from the side of the wall, stabs the bear through the eye, and just beats the crap out of it. Like, she was getting destroyed by a teddy bear. I love and then, like, hulks out on it. I like it. I like it. Are you saying you don't like that? No, I'm just saying, like, I don't even know. Like, I, I like it just because, okay. you know, it makes you feel for her. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, like, she was yeah. getting beaten up by a stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a stuffed bear. These characters can be a little, a little pathetic. But, okay, Adam Scott getting attacked by that robot toy, that, that was painful. That thing just stabbed, stabbed in the back and just yeah. shook it off. Like, he's a complete savage. His brother-in-law got his leg got bitten. His kids keep getting snatched, stolen. His cousin or his nephews and nieces get killed, and he's just yeah. like, you know what? No. <laughs> I want to talk about this scene. I know we're jumping all around, but the scene where um, Howie Junior eats the gingerbread that is hanging from the chimney. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, my thought. Okay, I have a problem with this scene because Krampus. Somehow knew they were going to be in the living room instead of their beds. No, 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 no. They always go through the chimney. That's the thing. I know. does. But he shook down the bells to get that, to get a kid. There's a gingerbread man there to lure a kid. So he knew that they were down there. And he knew that the one idiot in charge of keeping track of the fire fell asleep. Oh my gosh, that seems crazy. But okay. That scene is mm. well. It's not that scene where everything it, goes down. I wrote down that it made me feel like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where the fat kid who doesn't speak and yeah. just shoves food in his mouth gets oh, sucked God. up a pipe. Well, okay, but and I loved it. I laughed. He is stupid. 
he's stupid. He sees he sees a gingerbread man that's wrapped in chains hanging down through the chimney over the fire, like the uh, the, the smoldering fire. And I I write I write it down. This is what I wrote down. I said I swear if this kid tries to eat that dot 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 yeah he did because I I was like yeah okay he did he did it so he picks up a gingerbread man and he's just like huh okay I guess I'll eat this now wrapped in chains so he just takes a bite out of the head what are you doing there's just oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh but oh uh, I want to I was out. very entertained though positive one positive thing I wrote down. This movie is very entertaining. A lot of it. Like, it, it doesn't really slow down to the point where it's not entertaining. And there's some interesting things that they do. Um, I want to talk about the flashback later, but that, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, I want to point out Conchata Pharrell, uh, the one who played Anne Dorothy. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. She was supposed to be, like, the comic relief. And she comes in this unlikable person. And I'm like, okay, she's terrible. I hate her. And then when she gets in charge, or when they're having dinner, this is what made me like her. So the wife prepared like this big fancy feast, and then she goes, "I thought you guys would be sick of mac and cheese and hot dogs." And the aunt goes, "Why would you assume that?" And then she starts going, "I'm sorry for making you this big fancy meal." And then she goes, "What are you Jewish?" And I love that, and it made me laugh. And, you know, subtle racism. And then they go on. No. And no. So they go on. And there was, okay, there she, was she, one line. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. they go on. She's still decently unlikable. And then she gets in charge of putting the bait, like, watching the kids after uh, Adam Scott and David Koshner come back from trying to find his daughter. And so she gets in charge of babysitting the kids in the kitchen. And she teaches them how to make candy cane, rum, and like hot wax, like a hot sugar drink. And then she lets the fat kid, uh, Howie Jr., drink it. Like they showed underage drinking on screen, which I love. And then her humor through the entire film. And then when she learns how to shoot a gun and like destroys all of the animals, yeah. I lost my crap. Okay, let's let's talk let's talk about that character. My thoughts, at least. You, okay, that's fair. Your opinions are fair, but the rude alcoholic old lady relative cliche is very overdone in a lot of things, including this movie. This okay. is the cliche, right? You see this in a ton of movies. I see. Yeah. This old lady relative that drinks a lot. Who's very rude and just doesn't give a crap. But that's the same with every horror movie. They're all cliches. That's what they build off of. I know, but I don't, but that character, it's like, okay, all of the relatives are just cliches. All of them. Yeah. Like the even the sister who dies pretty early in the movie. She's a pretty big cliche. She's just like, oh, wait. And they just start talking casually about, about weed and he's just he's just like, Oh yeah, um no I can't. I have to stay home, stay here. I don't know. That's that scene. I don't she's just you don't really like her very much. You don't like her very no, much. No, I hated her the entire time. Until the very end, when he wakes up from the dream. She seems somewhat likable, like everyone yeah, did, and it just makes feel so, weird. That's what I'm saying, is that you don't care about her, but you care because the parents care about her. The entire time the parents are like freaking out because they care Honestly, so much about her. Honestly, they didn't care. They wouldn't let her leave when there wasn't a blizzard, but as soon as the blizzard happens, the dad's like, you know what? Why don't we let our underage daughter go to her yeah, boyfriend, okay, who's yeah, a pothead's house, in the middle of a blizzard? 
Okay, that was really stupid because they could have just stepped outside, felt the cold, and be like, oh yeah, this is a bad idea. Or just look outside and be like, yeah, that's a bad idea. Well, David Koshner's character got frostbite in four minutes out there, is what he said. And then she was out there Did walking you four the whole blocks. Did you see the post guy in the truck? Oh, yeah, he was, was dead. Frozen, frozen solid. Yeah. Yeah. I literally, I wrote this down. I wrote down, holy crap, dude's frozen. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> dude's frozen. And then she hides under the truck. And then, I don't know. That's That was all pretty, pretty cliche. A lot of this movie is Speaking very cliche. frozen. I have two questions about that guy. One, when did you realize that the snowmen in their front yard were people that he dragged to hell? Howie. Howie Jr. You're like, oh yeah, that's, okay. that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But my question is cool. my question is, why didn't he get dragged to hell? Why did he just freeze to death? Out of everyone there, he was oh. the only guy that didn't die or that didn't get dragged to hell. He just died. I think that was just for like shock, just to build tension. That's that's so that's that's an inconsistency in the movie. And that's a fair thing to criticize. And a whole bunch of these. Oh yeah. <laughs> this movie <laughs> but so he just he's just frozen he's just frozen I'm but like, I enjoyed it enough that kind because of it was out a, of nowhere I enjoyed it enough because like the first half the first 30 minutes were a set Christmas movie like the traditional National Lampoon mm-hmm. Elf mm-hmm. Home Alone type Christmas movie and it the was second half was like it was entertaining the second half it was more like advent, not like adventure but like not horror and it was more like they're freaking out because they can't find their daughter, and they start realizing that, like, something's not right. And it's fine. You just get more character building. It's kind of slower, which I didn't yeah. mind because, like, it was supposed to be slower. No. And then if it, if it's it, well, just, listen, hang on, listen, if everything just happened at once, it would be, like, not a good movie at all. Yeah, I know. Like, That's why I said it was built, there. They build it up uh, as it goes in, and it just gets, like, more and more intense. But then it, it kind of yeah. goes too far at the end. Yeah, so two, it was perfect. They did it perfectly slow. It wasn't, like, it was great. And then the third was right when Howie Jr. got taken up. That's when the third half started, or the third act started. And then all hell broke loose. And it got a little crazy. I don't even know how to describe it, because it was just weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was odd. I, as soon as the elves came in. No, 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 no. No, not as soon as, as soon as um, Five Nights at Freddy's came to their attic. That's when it became yep. crazy. That's when it was that like, oh. gremlin scene. They stole a shot for shot like thing of the gremlins when really? the Christmas problems started shaking. That was a gremlins thing. Yeah. When what does? Oh, when the Christmas presents. When she leaves the Christmas presents up there after she's like, uh, I gotta grab these for the kids. How then they start shaking. How did, they get in the, how did the Krampus's things get in the... It was when the sack was left on the house when um they hear the doorbells and the UP or in the postal service can't even say UPS because it's such a low budget film. They say the oh, boys in brown. Oh, because oh, David Fisher opens wondering. the door. Where did those presents come in? Like, why did he just give yeah. the presents and leave? He opens the. So, people haven't seen. He opens the door to a guy, like a postal service, standing there with a basket of like fruits and stuff for the holidays. And he goes, "What about this one? Is this one yours as well?" And they go, "No, it must be the boys in brown." UPS. And he goes, man, I hate rich people. They get everything for free. But they couldn't afford to say UPS because it was a $15 million film. Okay. That just pisses me off. Why? They couldn't afford to say UPS. So? That's... 
So that's just like a stupid thing to avoid. Like, it, don't add it there. Just say, I don't know, was here when I got there. Like, don't go around the fact of UPS. That's fair. Like, why even bring him up if you can't say it? Yeah, it just seemed like a pointless thing to have if you can't even say it. Like, either buy the words UPS or just rewrite the way it's said. It It could have been like, uh, USP. I mean, uh, oh, you know what I mean, and then leave. (laughs) What's the postal people? (laughs) That would have been funny. Anyway. uh, How did you get all the characters? Like, all of them. What? How did you feel about like character development and like the relationship uh, between the characters? I did like the I parents like- a lot. Even even the the relatives, like the parents, the the okay. whatever, the uncle and aunt. I liked them all. I think that they are very well performed, and the writing is a lot better than pretty much everyone else, except for the main kid, like the dude, mm-hmm. uh, MJ, MJ Anthony. He does a good job. Yeah. Um, I think that the performances were really good. I think that they're all very, not all of them, but I think that the parents were very likable. Adam Scott and Tony Collette, I think they did a very good job and they were likable. Which I guess if they can perform the what's written well and they're written to be likable, you know, so that's cool. But I, I didn't like, I didn't like the kids. How many kids? They had four kids. The baby has, I don't know, doesn't really have a point in the movie, but whatever. Um, um I think it, well, originally it was supposed to be the crying sounds. That's why they added him. But then they told that they have to cut most of the crying out because it was annoying. So they have like the one scene where he's crying and that's it. Gotcha. Okay. So the, the girls, the girls are like demons. I don't like them. I hate I the like girls. They're, they're, they're terrible. Oh my gosh. And then they, they're played they for out pretty well. Wrestling like, match with, I have to max max. They get into a wrestling match with max after max wishes for them to have it e- like an easier life. I know. They're the and most like, terrible demons ever. So these are okay, so these are one note characters. Even the parents, even the like the, the aunt and the uncle. They're one note and they're cliched. They're like the cliche crazy family Republicans because they they say like there's one line where like Democrats probably like t- explaining how they're crazy or something. I don't know. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, was that necessary? Like why do you have to make no. That was just dumb. Like they I have think to, they were like, all these, one of characters. Typical Republicans. I'm like, okay, why? I don't know. I just these stereotypes and the cliches in this movie were were um what made this movie just not. And I thought they weren't which is fine. the entire time. That movie like this, where I don't understand. I get I get why it's made. I just think that they could have told a much more unique story. They, they could have added more nuance to it. I mean, there are so many cliches. Like, even the, um, they show, like, the, him opening the advent to pass time. That's, mm-hmm. that, you see that in so many Christmas movies. It's like, okay, great, thanks. I, like, I just don't, I don't know. But, one standout thing. Um, the grandma is awesome. Like, let's, she's great. Um, but, um, I'm going to talk about the flashback. What did you think of the flashback? Honestly, I didn't like it. What? I love the Tim Burton style animation. But no. I felt Dude. the only thing that should have been CGI or animated or anything were the gingerbread people. And that the... Like, why not have a real person flashback? Like, why do you have to go Tim Burton style? It wasn't the type of movie for that. It well, just seemed out of place. The entire thing with Krampus is he's based off of folklore. He's based off of like a 
Yeah, German and Austria folklore. Right. So I like that the flashback, it gives, I said, it gives context. It's very cool. And it brings some lore to the story because it could have been like the shallow, oh yeah, okay. If they didn't explain, like, if they didn't give context to Krampus, it just wouldn't make sense. Like, the fact that it's a family I think they should have done that. grandma had the same problem. Go ahead. They should have done that in a black and white, like, black and white type thing where it was real people, real interactions, and you can see the real horror on her face when her family gets slaughtered. Not this animated Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas crap where she's like, oh, golly me, there's a scary reindeer man. Ha. Ah. Like, it just seemed unnecessary. I, I, that, um, I disagree. I do think there was, was no fear on her face. Like it was a a little like was oh she on her face or something. Wasn't she crying? I don't remember. She had like streaks of like you can't see the tears because it was animated. So you just saw like lines pour down. It I just, just seemed okay, really I think off. It had I think that flashback had a lot more substance than like most of the movie. Like I forgot what movie I was watching. Like it it cut back to the family and I was like, mm-hmm. I was just oh, like, oh they're here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I I wrote down. I almost forgot what movie I was watching. I think that's a positive and a negative I, at the mm, same time. I did. I, I, right I, I after that, I can't believe you did because that that scene is super cool. That's fair. Mm. You know. So right after the claymation thing, um, Howard dies. Yeah. I'm not. I don't like the way they killed him off. What does he do again? At all. What does he do again? What happens? So his kid got dragged up the chimney. Uh-huh. He goes, I'm not okay with this. And he and, uh, Adam Scott goes, no, stay. If we stay together, we can find all of our missing kids, not just your son. And he charges out, sees his son as a snowman, continues to charge out, and then just never seen again. No. They, bear, they board up the door because they see Krampus behind the snowman. I thought that he was shooting the gingerbread guys later in the movie. Um... Wait. No, that was before that. No, wait. No, because then the Five Nights at Freddy's things happen while they're in the attic, and he's he's downstairs, and he starts shooting the gingerbread guys. Then maybe he does go back in. How does he die, then? I don't know. Death wasn't memorable. I, I thought he got, like, pulled out of... Is he the one that dies when all the elves come in? They pull him out or something? Uh, them? Hang on, maybe. Let me, let me try to find. Speaking you. of forgettable, I was I was not a huge fan of the score. Like it was oh, cool I didn't in the moment. And, score. I did not notice the score at all. It was cool in the moment for some scenes, but it wasn't memorable at all. Like it was just very iffy, and I don't know. It just wasn't as good. Like How to Train Your Dragon, their score will always be one of my favorites, but this one was just pathetic. And I just, I don't know, wasn't a huge fan. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I did not notice the score at all. So that and it only says for audiences. Your discretion advised. I have to wait through an ad. Thank you. Okay, anyway. Um, so after, after the, well, let me think. So it kind of turns into a haunted house movie whenever the girls go upstairs in the attic. Which, hold on. Why? They hear the voice... And they go... It's like the most fake voice ever. It's like, it's, it's it is the most squeaky, like... How did you get this the chipmunk-sounding voice. And they go, Beth, 
Beth, is that you? Where have you been? We've been looking everywhere for you. And then it's the voice so goes, come up here and I'll show you. What is that writing? And, okay, so Beth's voice was deeper, like a lot deeper. And then you just hear, come up here and I'll show you in this really high-pitched voice. <laughs> and the twins are like, yeah, okay, why not? And then sure. you hear screams. And oh, that was weird. the family's like, oh my gosh, where did they go? And then the Aunt Dorothy just goes, they went to the bathroom. What was I supposed to do? Not let them go? And the family looks at her like she's in trouble. Like, they had to pee. What were they supposed to do? Pee in the fire? No. No, but they went, I don't know. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Hang on. So I'm watching it. The elves are coming in. David Co- Kochner is still there. He's guarding them. This is great podcasting, for real. Though. I don't know. A lot of the deaths just didn't seem. Oh, memorable. Oh, wait. Hang on. The baby just got taken. I forgot. Oh no, I have that in my notes. Yeah, I the put... baby gets taken. Oh, okay. And he goes after the baby. That's how he dies. So he runs outside after the baby. No. So what happens is, as the Jack in the Box is leaving, he jumps on the Jack in the Box's like white canvas stuff, and then they he takes it out the window. Oh, okay. Uh, like at the wall that was broken. Okay, I want to say something real fast. I know they, like, fixed this, but when Omi stayed inside the house, and Adam Scott's like, open the door right now. It's like, bro, you have a giant hole in the side of your house, like, ten feet away. What are you doing? Speaking of that scene... I get it. He did explain. It's like, I, I guess we go through the window, and they're like, oh, she doesn't want to come. So I get that. But, like, they're, like, knocking on the window for, like, ten seconds. They're like, yo, let us in. And then she's like... He's like, I just want to go through the window. Nah, nah, I guess not. And it's like, okay. <laughs> that part was but, cool. like, he does, so when he does that, he goes over to the door, and you see the right side of his face, no snow on it. No big deal. Why would there be snow on it, right? He turns over to his son. No snow on the right side of his face. He turns back to knock on the door. His face is plastered in snow. Like, the right side of his face is white, like the reverse two-face. Yeah, I did not notice that. Did not notice that, but that's fair. I mean, I, I did read on IMDb trivia that 95% of this movie was filmed on a soundstage. So mm-hmm. they didn't, it wasn't like outside or anything. So, which yeah. makes sense. Anyway, there so was a scene after, that. This movie was... goes really crazy this, the minute the elves come in. Like it was already getting there. Then the elves storm inside, blow a hole through their house. I'm like, what is this? Like, I have a problem with it. The fact that I get that these are like the main characters and the reason that Krampus came is because of Max is like he ripped up his nose and threw it outside or whatever. But like that they already like went through all of the other houses and then they just decide, okay, I guess we'll just bust through these guys' houses because we just have to kill all of them. Yeah. Strange to me. It doesn't really make sense. But then the characters just give up. So Omi, okay, I want to talk about Krampus's design because I thought it was really cool. Did you see his tongue? Yeah. It was, like, it was very like, Venom-like. That was really weird. But I was like, oh. Okay, then. But Omi just stares him down, and then he uh, kills her. I had a problem with the, right. uh, Krampus. Normally, in a movie, you're like, the villain was perfect. Like, the amount of times he was on screen was perfect. Or the villain was shown way too much. But this villain wasn't shown enough, in my opinion. It was very... Like, he hid behind... The walls, while his minions like destroyed everything. Yeah, and I get like true. it would have been cool if they would have had him with the minions or like a few minions and him. 
not like well he got he, just, he started coming in a lot more later in the movie mm-hmm. like they kind of keep him as a mystery but i thought that the first time we see him when he's jumping from house to house and beth is watching him and she freaks out it looked really funny it was <laughs> beautiful. Like, i was like i laughed i laughed because i'm like okay what is that thing it, it has hooves and it it does look cool though. It's like a Santa Santa face under that. But it's like it has horns and it's like a like a red actually. Beard. It was um, if you read farther into the trivia in IMDb, they said that they made Krampus wear a mask. So it wasn't the actor playing Krampus wearing a mask. The actor was wearing a Krampus face with a mask on top of it. Oh, they said they wanted to feel that Krampus was like death hiding behind Santa's jolly face. So they had him like partially gotcha. shaded. Except for the rosy cheeks and the and the mouth and the tongue, yeah, the tongue, well, yeah, which is insane. But anyway, so then he just kills Omi, you know, as one which does. You never said. How did you feel about Omi as a character? Oh, I thought she was great. I thought that she was really. I, she she was one of my favorite She made it. She she brought some substance to the movie. I think the flashback does that as well because, but it goes with her character. I know you just they weren't going to do that. that. What originally in the script. Omi wasn't going to have that backstory. She wasn't even going to be German. She was going to be blind. Why? why what's she, the point? Okay. I'm glad I don't changed know. that. But halfway through the movie, they changed it because they wanted her to have, they wanted the family to have some sort of context to Krampus and like a connection yeah. somehow. Yeah. So they I turned like, her from blind to German. It could have just come out of nowhere and been like, okay, what? But that's it's what like, they did for the first half of filming. Everybody in this whole world thinks, like knows that Santa isn't real. But here comes Krampus. It just doesn't really make any sense. Wait, but anyway, mm, I think Omi provides some con- some context and some substance that makes the movie feel a little deeper and like it brings some lore. It makes this feel like it's part of a whole, like yeah. a whole story with Krampus. But then the movie just the end of the movie just doesn't really like fulfill that in a satisfying way. It doesn't resolve it. It doesn't conclude anything. Honestly. Mm. I, but okay, so anyway, after Omi dies, um, Adam Scott just gives up. Yeah. He just gives up. He's like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll just no. die now. He dies fighting. Does he, though? Yeah, he takes the gun, which okay. there's so much there's fun. No reason. He, there's no reason he couldn't go, have gone with them to the snowplow. He's just like, I guess you guys can just go. I'll stay here and fight them all. No, what is, what is I understand why he did it. Because if he was there... The all the stuff would have gone to him first because he was like the first victim. So if he was in the way, they would have taken the time to stop and get him, so they would have had time to run. If he went with them, then they would all be targets together. I get it. I mean, it's stupid, but I get it. But okay. the gun. But I have so, so much fun with the gun. He does give up though. You can't. You don't. Can't deny that. He literally. Well, no. Up. Okay, I'm done. But he's the gun. in the beginning. Around and then it's like, well. He knew if he's by himself, there's no way he's going to survive that. There's no way he's going to be able to protect his family. Just because they get to a snowplow doesn't mean they're going to be fine, obviously, because they all die. No one knew how to drive the snowplow. They're all kids. Right. So why would you... Okay, but then... So that also goes into um, the moms, the uh, the aunt and the mom. The aunt's like, okay, I guess you guys go. And then she dies. And then the mom's like, okay... Bye guys, have fun with the snowplow and just die. She's like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll die now. I guess I'll just go into the ground. That whole part. And then, so now the kids are in the snowplow. It's one of the girls and Max, and they're just sitting there. And then the the front of the windshield is like, 
busted through. In front of the windshield was originally punched in. Right. And then now they can't even start it. And I'm like, okay, at this point, I wrote this down. This is what I wrote down. I said, they went too far. There is no satisfying way to end this. At this no. point, there's no, no ending. There was a satisfying way. This movie. There w- the ending of the movie, I thought would have been perfect. So they, so the girl gets taken, and that boy is left, and he said, and he remembers his grandma's words, saying, "One person was left as a remembrance to never lose faith or never lose hope." Okay. Yeah. And then Krampus gives him the bell, and I thought it would have been perfect to just black out there and get ready for the next one. But no, no, well, he has it, to go and be the if hero. Solved it. If it had solved it, if he says, "I'm sorry," and then they solve it, and then all of this family like comes back, and then he wakes up the next day or something, and it's all a dream or something. I don't know. Or, like, it wasn't, but we're not really sure. I know that's also a cliche that's done a lot. But at the same time, that would have been a lot more satisfying than the way that the did ended. The fact that he says, I'm sorry. Nah, nah, nah. And then Krabby's is like, Yeet. He pushes him into the lava. He just throws him in a lava pit. I'm like, what? What just happened? And then I, I have a question about the ending for you because I wasn't sure myself. Okay. So he comes back and it's all a dream. And then he gets a gift. He opens up the gift. It's the bell. And he hears voices and everyone's staring. Do they hear the voices as well, or is he? Or are they just thinking like, "Man, he's crazy"? Because they no hear. So he hears the voices. It pans around to everyone's faces. They're all like in shock, as if the bell's talking. And then it cuts out, and then it shows the snow globe, and then Krampus holding the snow globe, putting it on a shelf, and then it ends. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it though. I don't get it. It threw it into lava. I understand. It's probably not lava. It's probably symbolic or. It represents something else with Krampus because it's all it's all fantasy. I know, I understand that. It's all it's hell. Because Krampus was supposed to be the devil. Krampus used to fly. It it said that originally Santa was believed to fly around with a demon and an angel on his shoulder. He's like the devil too. Santa is like quote unquote God, right? Well, no, because Germans didn't have Santa. Germans didn't have Santa. They had Belschnickel from the Office. Remember Dwight dressed up as that Belschnickel character. Right. They had Belschnickel and Krampus. Well, okay, and, but in this movie, Omi talks about Saint Nick. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, 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 I don't know if it was. I get what you mean. Yeah, it's like so. It wasn't like Santa, Santa, Santa like our as we know. Our modern representation of Saint Nick and like the other German guy was the Germans. I get that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, but um, I just what I mean. I did my last note. I, I have two pages full of notes, mostly negative. Some positive. I think that the um, this was way back, but I think that the opening was pretty good. I think that it was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this actually feels like Christmas. I don't really know how. If I was to make a movie about Christmas, I don't know how I would be like, how I would make it feel like Christmas without giving it like the, all the cliches. But this really does feel like a Christmas movie in a way that I haven't really seen, at least specific. This specific instance where. The exposition is done well, and Max Max is an interesting and nuanced enough character that this movie does not feel super, like, cliche at the very beginning, but then it goes straight into all, to all the cliches, and it's like, okay. But, um, so I like the opening, but then the ending, I guess we're going all the way back again to the ending, but the ending really just doesn't make any sense at all. And it's just like, okay, it was a dream. So I guess so I guess Krampus just gets all of them, sticks them into his collection, and that's the end. I Ray. have a list. Okay. Of all, or of a few, not all, because there are so many, just errors 
and tidbits that you that like most people don't realize. Opening scene is the scene in the mall, and there's a I guy carrying. Cool. A, I thought that was yeah, cool. I did. but there was a guy carrying a forty inch TV under one arm while texting on his phone. Forty inch TV. It's not that big. I, mean, I know, but you, he's carrying it under one arm, no struggle, walking through the mall texting. Okay. Just wow. Later on, the woman or the mom is hanging up pictures of all the family vacation. They're not family vacation, family Santa photos. Right. And she puts up one and just now realizes that Santa's looking at her daughter's butt. Like, why didn't she realize that when they first showed her the picture? When she bought the picture, when she framed the picture, why now? <laughs> For real. Goodness. They mentioned the noodle incident. They said that um, like one of the neighbors don't talk to them after the noodle incident. That is a Calvin and Hobbes reference that was never actually like explained in Calvin and Hobbes. It was never explained in this. Huh. Um, later on, they are on the bottom floor, and there's a noise in the roof, and the mom goes, it's just squirrels. And... They're on the first floor of the house. Oh, first floor of the house. There's another floor in an attic, and then a roof, and then they hear this loud bang. They wouldn't hear anything on the first floor. Like if anything, there would be a muffled crash. But this was like a giant bang, as if someone just like shot a gun. I'm surprised that they even went upstairs after that. Like I would have thought that there was creatures and things up there. Yeah, you you hear something walking around up there. You're not going to go upstairs, and the girls do. And also, why? Oh yeah, um, I think it was Howard. He clogged the toilet or something. That was cheap. What was that? Just an excuse them to yeah. go upstairs. Like, why would they even go upstairs at that point? So there was and a then, lot of inconsistencies in this movie. I'm not done. I'll let you. I'll let. No, I'll let you continue. I just want okay. to comment and say, um, I do think that the movie goes a little too far. I'll talk about that. I think that it. Um, just does a lot there's a lot of cliches there's a lot of tropes that's just overdone in christmas movies that they decided to use and there are some strong points i think it's entertaining but i i think that the negatives especially in the ending weigh down the movie enough to make me not like it very much okay make it not something that i would want to rewatch sorry go ahead so adam scott and uh David Koshner, yep. they go out and try to find Beth because they thought that maybe she would be at her boyfriend's house. They start walking, but before they leave, they stop at David Koshner's truck and they get a gun. Adam's got gets a pistol. He gets a shotgun. I love that. Okay. They didn't grab any ammo. They had what was in the gun. And I'm like, okay, fine. They're probably not going to need the guns. But wait. Adam Scott uses the gun twice. He shoots the pistol two times while he's walking. And then, when they get back to the house, and he opens up the gun to see how many bullets he has left... Hang on. There's two... Yeah. They said that um, Howard had ammo in his pocket. Yeah. For his gun. Not Adam Scott's. Are you sure? Yes. Because they said, how much ammo do you have left on you? And he said, um... Like, a certain amount for my gun. And then Adam Scott says, well, um, let me check how much I have in my gun. And he opens it up, and there aren't two bullets missing. There isn't one bullet missing. There are zero bullets missing. So, yeah, David Kosher might have had it, but they didn't say he had it. They said he had ammo for his gun. Just want to point that out. Okay. Okay. 
Then they go, why don't we board up the windows? So they get plywood, you know, normal stuff to have lying in your house. Of course, yeah. They use, yeah. They have enough plywood to cover for a three-story house, all the windows, all the doors, everything. And it's not a big deal because he has, like, enough plywood to build a small tree house just laying in his house. Doesn't say where he got it from, but he has it. And finally, in the backstory, Krampus killed her family, the aunt's, or the grandma's family. That's it. Didn't destroy the house, didn't do anything else, just killed her family. Because she wished for her family to be gone. He Wait. wishes for his family to be gone. Did she, in the flashback, did, she, did they say anything about um, out the, like there being a blizzard outside? Yes. Yes. Okay, Okay. there was. Okay. So a cloud came in, a blizzard formed, all because she wished her family to be gone. He said, or he didn't even wish it. There was no wish, he just ripped up his note, which I guess was like him saying, whatever, I don't care about this anymore. So somehow he said that he he wishes his family was gone. And not just his family dies, everyone. Yeah. His sister's boyfriend, the mail carriers. Like his whole town. His entire town gets destroyed. And all he did was wish his family to go away. And everyone dies. I want to say something real fast. Yes. Just to give you an idea. So he rips up that note and the storm clouds roll in almost exactly 20 minutes into the movie. So it wasn't 30 minutes. And then Beth walked around like 25 minutes. I'm looking looking at it right now. So I actually really do appreciate, I think the pacing was well done in this movie. I think that it wasn't exactly like well written, but I think that it was... I don't know. I think it was paced well because it's an hour and a half movie and it did not need to be longer. I just I think I think that worked. So I'll give it that. With all the continuity errors, which is the reason I like I hated How to Train Your Dragon 2 for no reason. I can admit that. This movie, there's so much for me to hate about it, but I enjoyed it because I hate horror. I love comedy and it was a perfect blend of both and a Christmas movie. They blended all three to where I was laughing at the horror scenes because it was supposed to be like funny horror, like Scream. It was supposed to be weirdly interesting. And the first half was like Christmas. It definitely so was. I enjoyed it all of it. Weirdly interesting, for sure. I like. I didn't get bored. I was perfectly paced. And I enjoyed it. Like, I would want to watch it again. Like, it was that exciting. Okay. It was not a movie I'd watch, like, every year. But I mean, like, yeah, I'd watch yeah. it again. I'd no, show I, more family. Yeah. I can see myself watching this again. I want to give a little context for me um, regarding this movie. Um, I was super into movies in 2015. I was like 12. And I was super into movies. I was so excited. This is like every movie that came out. Like This was like the first time I watched. I, I saw Goosebumps and Pan back to back in theaters. Okay. Like the same day. It was really fun. I was like super into movies. Wanted to watch a- any movie I can. This is one of the movies that I really wanted to watch um, literally five years ago. So I'm really excited I got to watch it now. Um, and I think... It definitely feels like 2015 to me. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's a fact. Um, anyway. 2015 had COVID in Oklahoma? No, the movie does. I know, but you said it feels like 2015, and the that movie? was when you still lived in Oklahoma, right? Right, yeah. The movie feels very 2015 to me. Mm. So was there COVID in Oklahoma in 2015? Is that where it started? Will you shut up. We just shut up. Oklahoma to China, then back to the United States. Yeah, I coughed. The world literally was destroyed. It is my fault. Dang. It's, it's not fault. funny. Stop laughing. It's not funny. I'm not laughing. Millions of people. 
that's my, that's not my fault because I I coughed and uh, I am Corona. Dang, you are Corona. Yeah. Anyway, my secret's out, but whatever. Yeah, I had to live in a barn that summer because oh. we were in we were in between houses, building a house. I lived in a barn. May to August. Okay. Hmm. No Wi Fi. No Wi Fi. No Wi Fi. No Wi Fi. No how did you watch movies then? Unless you went to the theater. But how did you afford the theater? DVD. Mm-hmm. And we did not live in the okay. same town. Anyway, we're, I'm told I'm getting very off track. Anyway, that was quite the summer. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk about that at some point on this podcast because I, we were hoping to make this go for a pretty long time. Um, anyway, what did you think about the Jack in the Box? We didn't talk about that. Mm. Well, do you mean the first Jack in the Box that killed the girl, or do you mean the huge one that ate the twins? The huge or one, one of the twins. Ate, ate the girls, yeah. Um, that was creepy. Yeah. Like, I have a, I have a huge it, problem with it, though, that I'm going to say after you finish. Okay. Jack in the Box is normally, they're fine. This one was, like, huge, though. And then it's not like he had a mouth. His mouth opened, and then his bottom section of the jaw like, ripped in half. Yeah. Just to fit a child down his throat. Ugh, it was like a snake. You don't like snakes? I don't like watching snakes eat children. Oh. Really? That's one of my favorite things to do during yeah, Christmas okay. time. You're not funny. Okay. Anyway. Why didn't they just shoot it? They had a gun! You see it? Good thing? point. Shoot it in the face! Shoot it in the face! Wait, didn't she say shoot it? Yeah! They didn't shoot it! Shoot it in the face. That thing is giant. Instead of just being like, ah, and run away, shoot it in the face. That thing is a living, breathing thing. That is flesh in the mouth and teeth. Shoot it. You have guns. And like, I know some people, some people would say, you don't know how you would react in that situation. But I do. I shoot guns and I play laser tag. Like, when I'm panicked, I just rapid fire. I just press the trigger over and over again. But they, they, they so waited I, so long just to give the ant that moment, which is fine. Except she didn't even shoot the Jack in the Box. She didn't shoot the back Jack in the Box either. I, uh, I just she don't. shot the bear. What? She shot the bear yeah. at one point. She shot the but bear couldn't shoot the, the Jack in the Box. She shot the bear and the angel, and she did not shoot the Jack in the Box because nobody shot. The, nobody shot the Jack in the Box for some reason. They should just shot it. You have guns. That thing is giant and creepy, and it will kill you all. Oh. I had a huge problem with the Jack in the Box when the kid, the main kid, uh, Max, was like. Man, the jack in the box is like right above us in the vents. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to open the vent and push the, the dog. cousin's dog in it. And then the dog gets eaten alive and then falls through oh the ceiling. Gosh. He's like, go get him, boy. What are you doing? What are you doing? I think he's going to die. You're just he walks over, opens the vent. And his family loses their crap. They're like, why are you opening the vent? We could die. And then he just shoves the dog in and... <laughs> Fall la la la, the dog dies. <laughs> oh my gosh, this movie. Oh, this I so don't funny. dislike it though. Like, I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I, like I said, it was entertaining. But my goodness, there this movie goes crazy. It was crazy. And it, it just it went too far. It went too far. As soon as the elves come in, it's it's beyond it's above, it's beyond it's like that's the point of no return. Like you're 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 too far now. Like, those elves are insane. I did like the CGI when they did the gingerbread men. And the gingerbread men get the um, nail gun, 
and just shoot David Koshner like 80 times. Oh, that was... And then David Koshner decides to shoot the gas stove and blow up the kitchen. Yes! That was awesome. Like, why is that your first thought? Like, they are tiny gingerbread men that are beating you up, and you pull out your shotgun and blow up a kitchen. Like, yeah, that works, but that's a little overkill. I guess. Those things were, like, about to kill him, though. Imagine if they shot, like, they could have shot a nail in his eye. You know what that, that was? Okay, he got shot, like, 80 times in the back and didn't Ooh. feel pain. That's okay, he died anyway, so. Rest in peace. And, uh, Snow He deserved it. Anyway. Um, let me see if, if there's anything else I want to talk about in the movie. I'm, I'll check my notes again. Oh, man. Um, mm, 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 mm. Tis the season to be jolly. I thought the blizzard looked really cool. Like, I thought, even though it was yep. on the soundstage, you couldn't really tell. Like, I've seen him in um, Batman oh. Returns. I started Batman Returns before I haven't finished it, but it's mm-hmm. literally all of Gotham is on a soundstage, and you can just tell, and it makes the mm-hmm. movie feel very small. But this movie, it was on the soundstage, but I didn't really notice as much. Um, the snow outside. Guess what it was made of? Paper. No. So, most companies use, like, a bubble machine, like a professional, like, snow bubble machine. Mm-hmm. Other people will make, like, fake snow. Some people use, like, paper. This people use stuff that makes diapers. Like, the stuff that goes into making diapers, they ground it up and, like, sprinkled it everywhere. That's, that's, so all that's the snow probably you see smell really bad. diaper fluff. Probably smelled like... Not used diaper like fluff. diapers. Can you imagine having to go to work and you're like, oh yeah, sound state smells like diapers. That's you cool. have like six kids at home, you change diapers right before you leave, and then you go and you work in nothing but diapers. And you just throw up. You're just like, ooh, okay, I can't do this. Hey, at least there's diaper fluff to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, soak it right up. Soak it right up. Super absorbent. Okay, um, last thing I want to do before we uh, move on. I thought the tension was very well done. There's a lot of really okay. good tension. It was very intense for a lot of the movie. And even though it went kind of crazy and some of it was like funny, I don't know how much of that was intentional. I know they call it a comedy, but do they call it a comedy because they accidentally made a lot of funny, like funny tense scenes? I don't know. But, I think um, a few of it was meant to be funny, but not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I think the tension was really good starting. I mean, literally starting, starting with Beth walking down the road and seeing Krampus. Like that, Krampus was kind of funny, and I don't think that was on purpose, but as soon as she starts walking around and then she, like, dies under the car, that was weird. She but starts her. sprinting, and then Krampus just looks at her, and then, like, Kangaroo hops from house to house, and then screech. Like, a loud screech just echoes through the town. No one cares. No one cares to look. Bro, and sure then she crawls dead. under a bus and dies. I'm pretty sure everybody's dead. Just oh. Like, well, um, that wasn't very much far into the blizzard. That was the next day. So we had, like, 12 hours to kill everyone. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because their family didn't die. Well, no, they had the fire going, right? That's why? Is that yeah, because the grandma knew how to defend herself. Yeah, grandma's smart, bro. Grandma's... Mm-mm. Gotta love them. So mm-hmm. the tension... And then as soon as Adam Scott and David Kochner went outside, and then, like, literally through the rest of the movie, it was very tense. It got laughable at the end. Where it went insane, but I think that it was pretty well done for most of it. Anyway, with that said, Cameron, what's new in your life? Uh huh. Oh, so tonight is the day before Thanksgiving, but my family celebrated Thanksgiving today because we leave Saturday morning, or I think so, yeah. So we leave Saturday morning, and if we did it Thursday, we'd only have Friday to eat leftovers. 
So we did it today. So we have two days to eat leftovers. Smart. So we had Thanksgiving dinner. It was fun. Cool. Um, and then, you know, I think that's pretty much it with what's new in my life, except for no, that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's great. Um, I want to I want to tell you. I texted you this, but I want we can tell everybody. I mean, they probably already know by this point because we're it's like mid December at this point. Um, when this releases. But today is the day that our podcast went up on Apple Podcasts, which I'm very happy about. Oh, it's yeah. Literally, Did I you do that, or was that automatic? I think it was automatic. Again, Anchor. Okay. Thank you, Anchor. It did that for us. Which um, We're still trying to we're gonna find out if that's a good or, good or a bad thing, because I've read some things that said that you should do Apple Podcasts manually, but I'm not too worried. Um, in other news, the Anchor app is not working. It works for anchor, me. But come on, bro. Come on. It works for me. I think it's just you. Man, I deleted the app over and over again. I keep, It says my internet's not working. But, like, bro, my internet's working for everything else. Yeah, that's what hey, Skype was doing for me. It works now. I told hey. you, it's just you. Okay. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, you see website. The website works perfectly. It's true. Okay. Um, so, it looks like most of our listens are through Spotify. 3% yeah. are from Apple Podcasts for the episode that came out a couple days ago. And Wait, really? It is 50% female. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Well, we're only friends with girls, Kyle. 9% what? So we're only friends with girls. We have seven guys total in Mesh that we're friends with? Oh, wait, that's uh, including us two now. Because that's including Travis and Roger. Bro, I got friends. I told, um, I told Amir, Nick, and Max all about the podcast. And I've been, I shared it on my story. I don't know if anybody actually... Oh, yeah, oh, our Instagram. I already talked about that, but that was today. That's something else that's new in my life. Anyway. Um, I, I do want to thank everyone who has emailed us, like, responses and questions and just everything. And I want to thank you guys for listening because it really means a lot to us. We put in a lot of work to this. Yeah, we do. And it's something that does take some work, but it's very... It's Rewarding. very um, gratifying. I really like it. Yeah, I think we're we're having a really good time doing it, and I'm excited to keep going into the new year. Uh, we already decided what movies we're going to do after next week, after the Tuesday before Christmas. We have a couple movies planned, and we're, I'm very excited for that. And I hope Cameron is too. So next week is the week with the guest. Yes. Then the week after that, we have a movie, and then we have the. First week of January, I think, planned out. And then after that, we don't know what else to do. So if you guys have any suggestions at all, please let us know. Yes, email we'll us. We'll happily take that into consideration. You can also DM us on Instagram if you would like, because I will 100% see it and definitely take that into account. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about something else that's new in my life. It's very, very, very important. Some, something very special happened over the summer, and I thought that I was it was going to be gone forever. But it's back. The Red Bull. Yes, watermelon Red Bull. It was the summer. It was the summer edition, and I was so sad when it went away. But oh my goodness, it's the red edition, and it's back. And I just I was drinking it at the beginning of this podcast while recording, and that's why I'm so energetic. And I'm very very excited oh. that watermelon's back. Cameron, have you tried the watermelon Red Bull? I have not. Um, okay, uh, you know I'll try to see if we can stop on the way home. What? What? So I'll try to see if we can stop on the way home and get one. Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. It's great. It's so great. Uh, I know. I want to shout out. Really good for you. Nothing. Not. Not. Not much is really good for you nowadays, which is sad. But I want to uh, shout out 
Dr. Fago. It is a Dr. Pepper knockoff from North Carolina, and I've been drinking it like this entire trip, and it's great. And it's my favorite knockoff that I've ever had. That's great. That's great. Dr. Fago. It's great. Hmm. So anyway, I got one of those today. Um, I, I, want to, I want to tell the story. It's really funny. It might be more okay. funnier if you saw it in person. But um, I was with Hannah, my girlfriend, and I ran inside to grab the Red Bull because we had to go home. We had to get back to our house pretty soon. Um, and I ran inside to grab a Red Bull. It was raining very hard. I ran inside. I got it. I paid for it. I went outside. And it was raining even harder. I had to cross the street. And I'm wearing my – I have these red and black shoes that I've had for almost two years. They still are together somehow, but they have absolutely no grip on the bottom anymore, and it's raining very hard. So I start running across the street. What do I do? I slip, and I just – I bit it. Okay, I bit it as the car was coming. So this car watched me. The people in the car watched me hit the ground. And now my pants are soaked. They're drying right now. Um and it, it hurts, but it was it was really funny. And um, anyway, I wa- I walk by and I like look at the car, and they they roll down their windows, and they, they just stick their hands head out the window and just laugh at me. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, it, it was funny. Thanks, guys. Wow. They could I mean, they could have been like, you good? No, they just laughed. It's like, thanks. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, it must have been funny. Quite the story. It was very funny. Um, I I, I mean, I, like that's I, the only thing you can do. Just laugh. I was laughing at myself, yeah. but it, at the same time, it hurt, and I was afraid that I like cracked my phone or something because I like I fell. And I don't know. Yeah, I heard something crack. It, it, maybe it was my back. It's probably your tailbone. Oh, that's great. Or your I'm dignity. Gonna, I'm gonna enjoy that later. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get into some movie news now. So, uh, I have three things. Number one. It looks like uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is going to go to streaming services. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it might be announced. But the guy who directed Krampus directed the last uh, Godzilla movie, The King of Monsters, I think it was called. Godzilla King of Monsters. He directed that one. And he did the story for this one, or he contributed to it. Uh, if you can hear that, that's my brother. and He's screaming at his video game. I'm sorry if you hear that. Anyway, it uh, looks like it's going to go to a, a, a streaming service, which is pretty cool. I'm really worried... I'm really worried that movie theaters are not going to open up back up after COVID is over and people are just not going to be comfortable going to movies anymore. And that scares me. I don't want everything to go to streaming services. I love being able to go to a theater. Me too. And watch movies. And that, I don't know. That would make me very sad. Anyway, second thing. Mads Mikkelsen, or Michelson, I don't know how to say that, will play Grindelwald in the next Fantastic Beast movie. So um, on Letterboxd, I gave Fantastic Beasts uh, two. A one and a half out of five because it was trash. I gave so, it like a three. Um, I'm not really excited for the third one, but the fact that Johnny Depp was fired, all this drama, all this crap. Um, Wait, what? Johnny Depp was fired? Shut up. No, I'm serious. Yes. He's not doing Grindelwald. He's not being Grindelwald because of all the drama with him and his girlfriend and then like lawsuits and stuff. Um, I'm going to have to look into this because I literally don't care about the Grindelwald. There are crimes of Grindelwald, so I just stop listening and paying attention. So That's anytime there's crimes of Grindelwald, I just tune it out. Yeah, that movie that movie sucked. It sucked. Um, you, if you go to Letterboxd, you can uh, check out my review. It is a sentence long, but uh, pretty much tells you all you need to know. Anyway, follow us on Letterboxd. Okay, it's going to be in the description of the podcast, yep. uh, this episode. Um, anyway, so he's going to replace 
Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. It makes me sad. Johnny Depp did a really good job in the second one, even though he didn't have much to work with because the writing was pretty pretty terrible. Anyway. Uh, well, the honestly, third one, I felt like Johnny Depp could do better. That's fair. I think... <clears throat> I think... Mm, I think that the uh, movie... I don't know. I thought that his performance worked for the movie and not much else did. Well, the movie sucked, so like I could have done better act, or I could have done pretty good acting for the way it was written. That's fair. Uh, okay, so Grindelwald. I'm not really excited for those movies. I don't know why they're making five. They should have just stick, stuck with one. I don't really sucks. That Wait, they're, they're five? Holy yes. crap! They're making it a five movie series about Grindelwald, but it's called Fantastic Beasts. Why isn't it about the main guy? I don't know. The first storyline was great. We're not, we're not Actually, I think we should cover Crimes of Grindelwald. I never want to watch that movie again, but if we cover it, just so we can complain and rant about this movie, that movie the entire no, time. No, I want to do the first one, and that's it. We could do the Harry Potter in the first one, because the second one sucked butt. <laughs> yeah, it did. You're right. You're right. Okay, anyway, anyway last uh, movie news until I think Cameron might have a couple. I have one. They released a trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog, a live-action uh, movie. I don't think, yeah, I didn't think you heard of that. I, I'll send you the trailer later, but they they released trailer today. And I it's crazy, speechless. It is I am red, so it's excited for that red, movie. Is a big red golden retriever, but it's it's a baby. It's like a puppy. So I'm confused how he's big when he's a puppy, but it looks cool. I don't know. I don't like the trailer. It's a it's a teaser trailer. They don't really tell you anything at all. But I think that that's a cool idea. Uh, I they, say the Clifford live action. It's live action. Uh, story or movie I, because there isn't like an I know there's like an animated movie but I think I don't think this is an adaptation and I think that they can have like an original story based off the books and I think I'll be fine so I don't know I, I think it'll say, be cool me you your sister Keela <laughs> my sister Autumn and Hannah and her brother Caleb we should all go see it together that's a great idea because we can have a kid play date and then we can review it on the podcast yeah with Hannah. And Hannah can be our special guest. Yes, that's a great idea. Okay, Hannah, if you're listening to this, uh, text me. We, we, we can organize this. It'll be great. Anyway, yeah. Cameron, do you have any movie news? I do. So yesterday, the trailer for Boss Baby 2 came out. Oh and the first one, I thought was good the first time watching it. And then I watched it like 10 times in the next week with my siblings because it was like heroin to them. So I hate it. The second one looks fantastic beast and where to find them too worthy. Like, it looks complete garbage. These 35, 40-year-old adults get turned into babies because they drink baby formula. What? Like, so in the trailer, they're all grown up. They have kids. The main guy, the older brother, has kids. And then the younger brother comes in handing out $100 bills. And then they start drinking baby formula. They turn into babies again. And then the older brother's youngest kid is a secret agent baby, this. just like him. Hang on. It's crap. Are you steady? Watch it after this. I will. What? They're, they're grown up? The boss baby isn't even the baby anymore? No. The, Tim Templeton, the older kid, his youngest kid is the new boss baby. And it's just... The exact line she says is... I'm the boss of you now. Oh, gosh. She says that to her dad as a 10-year-old boy. Not even funny. Okay. this That's terrible. I'm not. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going I, to see it just because I want to laugh, 
because you know trash. But I guess I don't that makes know. sense. But like, whatever. Okay, let me let me let me look this up real fast. Um, uh, is that all the movie news you have for us? Yes. All right. I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah, let's go ahead and rate this movie. I am not gonna beat around the bush. I gave it a three, three out of five. Okay, I, I think it's it's really? very average. That that goes out. That's a six out of ten. I think it's a pretty average movie. Um, I don't think I think that there's good things and there's a lot of bad things, and it just isn't enough for me to like actually like it very much. I think it was fine. It was fine. So three. I was gonna give it a three point five. Okay. Because I felt like a six was a little too harsh, but an eight was too good. So I was thinking like seven is perfect. Okay. So three point five is about mine. So altogether, it's a six and a half. Or yeah, six and a half. Six and a half. So no, no that's a seven. It's three, three and a half. You're, oh you're yeah, never mind. Incredible, by the way. Yeah, just to so say you no. Know. Shut up. No, it's a six and a half because. Yours a three, mine's a three and a half. Oh, it's six and a half. Oh, oh you're adding. You suck. Oh, yes. Okay, six and a half. I get you. Okay. Um. So it is number four in all our movies, which honestly, I feel like it was better than Adrian Dragon Two, just because I still hate that movie. That's fair, I guess. You have you have a really just I don't know kind of a, unnecessary like, hatred. Yeah, you don't necessarily hate you for that movie, but you know. That's I don't know why either, but I get triggered just like thinking about the movie. Every time I think about it, I get a little more. I kind of like it a little more just thinking about it because I feel like it has a lot of lore, and it feels like a Viking fantasy movie with the least amount of, I guess, like cliches. That I do like the third one. I like. I just think that this one it feels more. I know it does feel like one of the complaints we had is that it felt smaller. But at the same time, I don't know if that's completely a bad thing. I think it's a very contained story, and I appreciate that about it. You know, I put How to Train Your Dragon two in the category with Lego Movie two and Breakfast Club. I'm not a fan of any of those movies. I was gonna say Halloween, but Halloween wasn't that bad. Like it was bad, but not that bad. I don't think it was bad. Yeah. I just think that it was it was very bleh. I feel like Halloween would go under this movie. But above How to Train Your Dragon 2. I mean, not as a movie itself, but like as I how I enjoyed it. Okay, I got you. Okay. Ranking-wise, so, no. It's, okay. Ranking-wise, it's bleh. So I think that's all, bro. You can find Kyle at Kyle underscore M underscore Lowry. And our Instagram for our podcast is at Greater Films Podcast. Our Letterboxd accounts are KL Thriller, capital K, capital L, capital T. My litter box is Cam Cooper, capital K, capital C. Our podcast email is greaterfilms.podcast at gmail.com. This has been Greater Films, a teenager's movie podcast. See you next week. See you on our next adventure. This has been Greater Films.